Hello, friends, and welcome to Move Into Coherence. I'm Pamela Stokes. In today's episode, we'll be talking about aluminum, the sources of it in our world, and one of the ways that we can help to deal with it. We'll also be doing a motion today called the Human X, and this one feels really good, so I hope you'll stick around and join in on that. But let's talk about aluminum first. The material that I'm getting this information from is mainly from Dr. Christopher Exley's work. He's been studying aluminum for nearly 40 years, and what got him started was acid rain. And he was looking at the death of fish in lakes and why that was happening. He found that there was an association with aluminum in the water, and that was what was killing the fish. Fortunately for all of us, he has found an elegant solution. What he learned in doing his research is that there is a natural form of water, type of water, that contains something called silicic acid. This is the liquid or soluble form of silicon. And when silicic acid is in water, it will naturally remove the aluminum from that water and prevent the death of the fish. And he was very pleased to find this out. And he's been spreading the word. He's written a book. He's got a website, the Aluminum Research Group, And he has been pretty successful in finding out where aluminum hides itself in our body and also what diseases are associated with aluminum toxicity. We'll be learning more about that in the next episode when we talk about the diseases associated with aluminum. In this episode, I'd like to talk about the sources of aluminum. And The majority of this information comes from the researcher Dennis Krauss, Ph.D., who has written several books. He's got a website as well, and he's got a list here on his website that you can see for yourself. I'll put the links below the transcript so that you can find this information yourself. But let's talk about the sources. When I was a child, we learned that aluminum cookware was something to avoid, and the association of aluminum with Alzheimer's disease was known then, and we're talking about, gosh, many years ago, 40 years ago or something. So that was, you know, we got rid of our, (laughs) we got rid of our aluminum cookware, and we changed over to other sorts of metals like stainless steel, also porcelain coated things, ceramic coated pans, and so forth. Some of the non-stick stuff I would avoid as well because that can peel off and there's other toxicities involved in that. Of course, aluminum foil is something that is commonly used and how do we avoid using foil? Well, you could cover your food with parchment paper, and then put the aluminum over top of that. That can help, but it's probably best to just stay away from aluminum foil if you can. 
drinking water is known to contain aluminum. It's one of the things that is added to our tap water to actually make it clear. And so we can get aluminum through our tap water. Most fluoride filters for water contain aluminum oxide, and that grabs the fluoride. So they do interact, but now you've got aluminum in the water. So a safer alternative is to use a filter that doesn't have aluminum in it. The Brita filters are good for removing fluoride and aluminum. We can also find aluminum in baking powder, even the ones that say aluminum-free, because there's such a small amount of aluminum that they don't have to disclose it. You can make your own baking powder using a mixture of baking soda and cream of tartar and a little cornstarch. Another place that we can find aluminum is in the heating elements for coffee and tea makers. The drip style makers are better because they don't have the aluminum touching the water directly. If you have aluminum cans, pour the beverage out into a glass first. Don't drink straight from the aluminum cans. And many foods contain aluminum because of the baking powder. So anything that is baked, like pancakes and waffles and donuts, muffins, cakes, biscuits, things like that, those are all going to contain aluminum. Another place that we find aluminum is in the colorings of many foods, especially candy. In the list on Dennis Krause's site, you can see there is a huge amount of aluminum in the colorful candies like M&Ms and Skittles and things like that. When we look for the colorings, we want to look for something that doesn't have the word lake. The word lake indicates that there is aluminum in the coloring. Other foods that contain aluminum will be things like shredded cheese and table salt because aluminum is used as an anti-caking agent. So best to stay away from things like that where the aluminum powder is mixed in with these things. And also in pickles, you can find aluminum. Sometimes it's listed as alum, but this is another form of aluminum. When we look at things like the things that we put on our bodies, antiperspirant, almost always contains aluminum. There are many alternatives these days to antiperspirants, and in fact, it's best if we allow our skin to sweat because that is a better way to remove toxins than to keep them prevented by antiperspirant. Also, Certain drugs and medications contain aluminum. One of the main ones is antacids. And it's kind of ironic, but aluminum is actually one of the things that destroys the, the gut lining. So it's kind of, you know, you're taking a medication that you're trying to help yourself feel better, but over time it's destroying the gut. The other kinds of things that contain aluminum, other kinds of medications, 
would be things that have colorings, this aluminum lake color. There's yellows and blues that are lake, so we want to stay away from that. Multivitamins and even aspirin, all kinds of things like that. So the alternative, again, trying to find things that don't have colorings. And I could do a whole episode on multivitamins, but basically there's not a lot of absorption that happens with vitamins. So we don't really even need them. We get our vitamins and minerals from our foods and our body makes a lot of them too. Aluminum is also used in cosmetics, again, as an anti-caking agent, like in powders, and also it's used to help things increase their viscosity, so we get a thicker kind of liquid when they add these aluminum starches, suntan lotion, and face lotion, and body lotion. Also a styptic pencil. My father used to use one of these after he shaved. He'd dab his skin with a styptic pencil to stop the bleeding if he had any bleeding. That's straight alum. Just not good stuff. Lipsticks contain aluminum lake as a colorant. Soaps and shampoos. The Dove Beauty Cream Bar, which I grew up using, actually, Uh, really sad to say. That was one of the things that we used in the house and come to find that that's got aluminum in it. So great news. Uh, Good thing I've been avoiding Dove for lots of years now. The dry shampoo contains aluminum and medicated selsum blue, which is used for the appearance of flakes or dandruff, that also contains aluminum. And like I said, all the different colorants, we want to avoid those if we can. One of the surprising things, too, is in bottled water, many of the brands contain aluminum. For example, Aquafina and Evian and Perrier and San Pellegrino. And I'm looking at this list here to get this information. This is from Dennis Krause's website. And the San Pellegrino has 23 micrograms per liter as compared to Aquafina, which has five micrograms per liter, just to give you an idea of the range. One of the other sources of aluminum is in the pigments that are used in tattoos. So that might be something that you consider as well. And in addition to these sources that I've listed here, I know that the soil contains aluminum naturally, but that's not a toxic form. It becomes toxic when we turn it into a liquid or when we make a powder. So once we started taking the aluminum out of the soil and processing it, we turned it into a metal, which is a very useful metal. It's highly conductive and you can make all kinds of shapes out of it. It's lightweight, you know, it's got a lot of good properties. But when we did that, we disrupted the balance of aluminum in the soil and we created a problem. So this aluminum can also accumulate in plants. One of the ways I've heard people are combating that is by putting char into the soil and that helps to prevent the aluminum from getting accumulated in the produce. Another source of aluminum that is 
pretty controversial, but I'm going to go ahead and say it, that there are geoengineering sprays that are used. These help to produce rain in certain areas when rain is needed. And these seeding chemicals are put into the clouds and this makes for rain. One of those ingredients is aluminum oxide. And aluminum oxide is also one of the things that is being used to help to dim the sun. This is an idea that I've heard people say is good, that we want to dim the sun because it's too much heat. The sun is heating up the planet. And so aluminum oxide is one of the things that they're spraying to combat that. And you may have noticed over your lifetime that the sky is not as blue as it used to be. And that's because of this aluminum oxide. So we're getting aluminum into our bodies from all the different sources that I've mentioned, including just having it sprayed in the air. So it's hard to avoid. We can't really avoid it. And that brings me to the next part, which is the good news that we can actually remove the aluminum from our bodies. It's a very gentle process, and I've been doing it myself since March. I decided enough's enough. I don't want to take a chance here because it's associated with many diseases, including Alzheimer's, which my mother had. And it was not, it was not easy for her. It was not easy for any of us, too. So we can prevent Alzheimer's because it is associated with aluminum by doing the following. And this information comes from Christopher Exley, PhD. What he noticed when he did his research with the fish was water that contains silicic acid is all we need to pull the aluminum out of our bodies. And he has determined that 30 milligrams per liter is the number that we're looking for when we are investigating the different kinds of waters to drink. I have found that Fiji brand, which I don't really prefer because it's in plastic bottles, but it is widely available. I also know that some of their business practices are not wonderful, so I'm not sure I really want to promote their business. However, it is widely available, like I said. Another brand that I have found contains this amount of silicic acid is called Castle Rock. They've got beautiful water. It comes straight out of the earth. This is primary water. It has no additives, but it has naturally occurring silicic acid. So that's pretty great. It's nothing that they've had to process. And it comes in glass bottles, which is also a beautiful thing. Christopher Exley has recommended that we drink one liter of silicic acid-containing water daily. 30 milligrams per liter is the number that he's asking us to look for. Anything higher than that would be great, too. And one liter a day of that water, and then the rest of the water you can drink. Hopefully, great water that you have determined for yourself is great, like reverse osmosis, some people say, and other people say distilled water, and as long as you have a little lemon juice and salt, and we're talking about Celtic salt added to your distilled water, then you can hydrate your body with that. 
So that's the information that I have today on aluminum and the sources of aluminum and how we can get aluminum out of our bodies. It comes out through the urine, so we just release it that way. And what I've noticed for myself is I have an improvement in my ears. I've had stuffy ears. I've had problems every time I swim. I usually get pain in my ears and sometimes turns into a big problem. So that has changed completely. I don't have any problem with my ears anymore. And that's very good news. I've also just naturally lost some weight because one of the things that aluminum does is it makes us hold on to weight. So if you have any issue with weight, this may be the reason why, because you're accumulating aluminum. So I thought it would be nice to do a motion today that's called the human X. This is a nice one to do to connect ourselves through the middle by moving our legs and arms separately and feeling the diagonals of our body. We do this in a lying position. So please find a place where you can lie comfortably and have enough space for your arms and legs to be spread out from center in forming yourself into an X shape. So your legs are about 45 degrees out from your hips and your arms are about 45 degree angle from the shoulders with the palms up. And we'll begin by allowing the right leg to grow longer or to feel like it's moving away from center. In these motions, we're not trying to go to any kind of stretch. We're not trying to win any contests here by going as far as we can. We're just going to a comfortable place. And then we'll move that leg back in towards center. And as that's moving back in, the left leg reaches away from your center and grows long. And then as that leg comes back in, your right arm reaches away from center and growing long through that right arm. And as the right arm comes back in slowly, the left arm reaches away from center. So that arm is getting longer. And then we'll repeat this as a cycle. So as that left arm is coming in, the right leg is reaching out long away from your center and slowly releasing that back to neutral as the left leg reaches away from you. And you may feel your hips moving and let that happen. And as the left leg slowly comes back to center, we're reaching the right arm away from center. And now you may feel that your head wants to move, let that happen. And as the right arm slowly comes back to neutral, let the left arm reach away from your center. Allow whatever wants to move along, move along with it. As that left arm moves back towards your center, we're going to move the right leg away from center. This is our last set. And then as that right leg slowly comes back in, the left leg reaches away. 
at that nice 45 degree angle. And then as the left leg slowly returns to neutral, the right arm is reaching away from your center, growing long. And as the right arm comes back in, the left arm is reaching out away from your center and then slowly bringing that left arm back to neutral. And just give yourself a moment here to breathe and notice. Take a break, turn off all your efforts. Notice what parts of you feel perhaps tingling or warm. Maybe you feel a looseness through your middle. Maybe you feel more connected to yourself. And it can be helpful to come to standing. Take your time with this as you come to sitting first and then standing. And feel yourself in space. And you may just notice that you have more awareness of your entire body after doing this motion. That's the human X. Thanks for joining in on that today. Today we learned about all the different sources of aluminum and how we can avoid that aluminum intake by avoiding certain foods that contain it, chemicals that are in soap and shampoo and cosmetics and sunscreen. Some of it we can't avoid, but we also learned how we can get it out of our bodies because it is coming whether we like it or not it's around so we can drink this water that contains silicic acid and that word is spelled s-i-l-i-c-i-c silicic it's a form of silicon and it is able to bind with the aluminum in the body and gently pull it out through the urine. I hope that you will benefit by drinking this water. One liter a day is all you need. It's an investment that I feel is worth it because there's really no other way to remove aluminum that has been discovered as of yet. Be sure to stick around for next week's episode when we learn about the different diseases that are associated with aluminum. And I will repeat again the solution to the problem. Thanks for joining in today, and please send yourself some appreciation for doing so. This has been Move Into Coherence. I'm Pamela Stokes. Take it easy.